Welcome to episode 65 of The Force Geeks, a Star Wars podcast where X-Wing marks the spot. This is our 20th show of our second season. Thanks so much for joining us again this week on the show. We're getting a new look at the Andor set and prop ships that they're building for the series right now, yo. We're going to break that down for you. Plus, there's a new casting to talk about for the Kenobi series that feels a little middle school to me. I'm going to share why that's coming up ahead. And Mark Hamill, God bless him, weighing in on an often discussed topic about Return of the Jedi regarding those pesky and cute little Ewoks and their penchant for eating people. That's right. Those cute little teddy bears that will eat your face off or help you win an intergalactic civil war, depending on how good your story is. We'll talk about what he has to say about this, and it is a bit disturbing. Plus, May the 4th Be With You is just around the corner, and Marvel Comics has something you'll want the day after on Revenge of the 5th. And, of course, there's lots of great collectibles. Lego's got you covered. There's all sorts of cool stuff out there. Adidas got some sweet kicks coming out. All those things are coming up, but I want to talk about the Marvel Comics crossover event. We'll get to that in a little bit. I'm Nate Custer, rolling solo once again this week from Northwest Arkansas. My fellow geek from Seattle, Jake Scott. Yeah, he's recovering from that second vaccination shot and is unable to join us for this week. Uh, I hope he's feeling better. He's traveling soon. Uh, He'll be spending his May the 4th in a very special location, which we'll talk about next week. And our good friend, Mr. Daniel Wolf, founder of DailySuperhero.com, is on hiatus still until the premiere episode of The Bad Batch, which launches uh, very soon. And we're just uh, actually a little more than a week away from that now. That, of course, is May the 4th as well. It's coming soon, y'all. I also recognize that, yes, we've gone a month without a really good multiple-person discussion. Just hang tight. We should be back to that next week. It's all coming together very soon. In the meantime, I mean, it wasn't the plan for me to be going solo again this week. It's just how things broke down, and it's all right. As always, a big shout-out to DailySuperhero.com, where you can find focused coverage on movies, TV content, and more for Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, and more. And I don't know if you've seen this. There's a new trailer out for Ghostbusters. You see Paul Rudd with some mini uh, marshmallow men. That's right, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Uh, it's a very funny take. I actually saw a recent video of Bill Murray reacting to seeing the trailer with the little mini puffs. I got to tell you guys, this thing looks really cool. It looks like it's captured the original spirit of the first Ghostbusters movie. It looks like a lot of fun. I know we're a Star Wars podcast, but Ghostbusters, come on! You know it's a good time. I can't wait for this new movie. We were supposed to have it last year. Thanks, COVID. Appreciate it. Anyway, we're going to move back to Star Wars here right now, and I appreciate you hanging out with me even as I go solo. I don't have anyone to bounce off at this point, but I'll go and give you all the news that I've got as best I can. Again, please hit us up on social media platforms. That includes our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for us at The Force Geeks. And you can also join our Facebook community group page to interact with other listeners on the show to start a conversation. Maybe you want to talk about your favorite memes and share those. Maybe you want to have some news to share as well. Whatever you want, it's where you control the topics. And it's really a lot of fun. we got a lot of great people there and appreciate that interaction as well. And uh, in the meantime... I want to get back to things here uh, in the show, and I also want to encourage you, please leave us a positive review. Uh, And on those social media platforms, again, we're having a great time. Be respectful. And, hey, though we create this show every week here in the United States, we have a global audience and appreciate our international friends. I'm not saying we're a huge hit everywhere. I'm just saying we have friends around the globe. 
I want to thank you folks for listening in Cardiff, Wales. We appreciate your support across the pond. And a big thank you to our, our entire international audience for listening. It always amazes me when I see the stats come up that we're popping up on every single continent across the world. The only one we haven't hit yet is Antarctica. I'm hoping that happens sometime soon. To say we've hit every single continent, that would be really something special. I'm looking forward to the day when that happens. Perhaps some scientists down at uh, you know the station there, they'll just be like, hey, Let's, let's put on the Force Geeks. Let's do it for the geeks. I would love that. It'd be a good time. Well, I'm geeking out about all this stuff that's going on. we got to start with the new set photos from the Rogue One prequel series. The podcast, Bespin Bulletin, released a photo on their Instagram that showcases the set building on the new series. It's located, you might recall, in Essex, England. Now, you can actually find uh, that stuff on our social media as well. It looks like a Y-Wing is being built, as is another ship with an interesting look to it. It's got a wide canopy and what appears to be a larger ship, it, it looks like anyway. you got to take a look on our social channels to scope it out and let us know what you think that ship is going to be. It looks pretty cool, whatever it is. It's always fun to see new ships coming into play in the Star Wars galaxy far, far away, right? I mean, it's all about that. I don't know about you, but when it comes to Rogue One, I was a huge fan of the U-Wing. I thought that thing looked so sweet. And as a matter of fact, some news for collectors uh, for Hasbro. You've got that new X-Wing that's coming out. I forget the guy's name. It was an admiral, I believe, uh, and I just forgot his name. I'm a terrible fan right now for forgetting it. But for collectors, there's a new X-Wing coming out and an action figure of this character that you can only get. And you famously remember him uh, crashing in and, and just trying to take care of things. Like he wanted to go help out with the crew. I can't believe I forgot his name. Forgive me. I'm going to move on because I will stay here forever. It'll be just terrible. I'll be repeating on it, and it's we got to move on. But anyway... The ships are so cool. This is what I love. That Ewing was one of the things that stood out to me for Rogue One. I thought that was such a cool ship. So I'm excited to see what we've got for the series. And I still keep getting stoked about the fact that um, the way this show is being described is it's like a long movie. And I'm really excited for that. I don't know if you've been watching the Marvel shows, but seeing what they're doing over there, I'm excited for what we can do more in Star Wars. Because The Mandalorian, right, it, it laid the foundation for what could be done. Marvel really picked up a page from what Star Wars was doing with The Mandalorian. Now we've got Marvel upping the game with these shows they've had going on. Just finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was awesome. So I'm really excited to see what goes on in all these future endeavors for the shows. And I feel like Andor's our best bet for something that's happening soon when it comes to live action because Kenobi's going to be shooting soon, if not already, but I believe it's soon because I haven't seen anything about the actors being on set yet. Deborah Chow is heading up that show. That's going to be so cool. She had her great uh, effort in, in outings with The Mandalorian in seasons one and two. And then also, you know, we're getting ready for more of these shows. The Acolyte is something I'm still super excited about. The showrunner for that one, I don't know a ton about her. I've, I've read up on her. I've seen some of her, her work and her shows, uh, specifically Russian Doll. I don't know what to expect from that, though. I see all these rumors, too, like, hey, the Acolyte, that's where we're going to get uh, some of these cool Sith figures. And, and things are going to come into play, like Darth Revan. If you're not familiar with Revan, I'm not going to hold it against you, but you need to educate yourself because so worthwhile. One of the greatest figures from the Star Wars galaxy far, far away that wasn't really part of the actual movies or anything so far except for the games. The games were so cool for the Old Republic. Supposedly, we might get something from the Acolyte like that. I've seen the rumors. I don't believe it yet. We'll see. 
but they're thinking that uh, some folks with some theories out there are saying, hey, this would be the perfect way to tie in Revan somehow. Maybe it's a flashback, what have you. I don't care. I want some Revan. I'd love to see it in the Acolyte. But Andor is the series we're probably getting first when it comes to live action. Besides the fact we have the Book of Boba. That will be the first that comes out. I believe that is just a limited run, not a full series, just a limited series. Not one that will have multiple seasons. The Book of Boba we're getting in December. we got a while to wait. But it seems to me that if they're shooting Andor right now, you have to think sometime in early 2022 we're going to be getting some Andor. I'm ready for that. And the sets are looking phenomenal. I've seen a lot of stuff coming out, so that'll be great. I've even seen somebody, some outlets are saying that that's for the new Rogue Squadron movie that these photos are from. Doesn't make any sense because they're on the Andor set, so it doesn't make any sense. It's got to be Andor. Uh, Also, moving on to our next topic here. There was a new casting, some casting news, I should say, for the Kenobi series. This choice feels a bit immature to me, and here's why. If you've ever seen the Hulu show Pin 15, you're familiar with Maya Erskine already. If you don't know her, then let me shed some light on this subject. On the show Pin 15, which is a not-so-subtle reference to, um, well, let's say the spelling of the male genitalia by substituting the numerals 1 and 5 in place of the letters I and S. You're smart enough. You can figure that one out. Yeah. We're talking about that. Now, Erskine plays an awkward teenager, uh, actually a teenage girl in middle school with young actors, despite the fact that Erskine is very obviously not a teenager herself. This is part of the shtick of the show. Uh, It's a show that's gained a lot of attention for its comedic efforts, been very well reviewed, as well as its raunchiness is another thing people have picked up on it because it's about middle schoolers coming of age in sexual situations and then also some other funny stuff. But the two main actresses in the show are very obviously not teenagers and it's very awkward to watch them interact with real teenage actors it's a little strange it's not uh you know in all truth it's not my cup of tea but it wasn't made for me and i gotta remember that my wife thinks it's pretty funny though uh let's get back to kenobi deadline broke this casting news yet we have no idea of the role that she's going to be playing we'll just have to wait but again maya erskine from the show pen 15 she's a writer on that show as well kind of a creator of that show It'll be interesting to see if she's playing some sort of comedic role. I don't know how much comedic value you really want in a series like Kenobi. Again, a limited series. It's not going to be multiple seasons, just one season, start to end, and that is it. But I'm hoping it's it's not they're not looking for too much comedic value. I mean, that's one of the things about Star Wars is you get some one-liners here and there, and that's enough for me. It's about the story. It's about the action. It's about the effects. It's about having a good time watching the show, so I can't wait for that. In the meantime, let's focus on someone from the OT, the original trilogy. And we'll forget about what happened to him in the sequel trilogy. Mark Hamill's presence on Twitter and his willingness to engage with the fandom is really something truly special to me. Uh, Maybe you like his political views, maybe you don't, but let's move on from that. And you have to love his sense of humor. And here's why. Someone dropped a meme that shows Sesame Street's Ernie discussing a fan-favorite topic with Bert as a tour. Let's say uh, bedding down for the evening. They're in their separate beds, but they're bedding down. And Ernie says, in Return of the Jedi, how could the Ewoks have a dress that fit Leia unless they cooked and ate a woman in her size? I can't do it in the Ernie voice. I'm not that good of a voice actor. But Hamill was tagged in the tweet containing the meme and simply stated... I'm trying not capitalized every or actually every letter in not, N-O-T, all capitalized. I'm trying not to think about it. 
with an emoji face that looks like it's losing its shit. I mean, it's a valid point. We all see that the Ewoks were ready to cook Han, Chewie, and Luke. You remember the story? You remember what happened in that scene? They definitely eat people, guys. The Ewoks definitely eat people. If you've watched those Disney uh, classic movies they brought back for Star Wars, Caravan of Courage and all that stuff, that we those two made-for-TV Ewok movies, they eat people. You don't get a sense of that in those movies, those made-for-TV movies. But those survivors of those crashes are lucky that the Ewoks were not super hungry when they met them. I mean, the dress proves it. They, how did they, like, they just meet they meet Leia, Wicket befriends her, and all of a sudden he's like, hey, I got a dress that fits you. Where'd that dress come from, huh? Didn't come from the Empire. They didn't take that from one of the soldiers. No. They ate a woman, and they probably had lots of dresses to pull from, okay? They ate somebody. Ewoks. I'm going to admit something. When I was like seven years old and, and Return of the Jedi came out, yeah, that dates me, uh, seven, eight years old, that, that Christmas after Return of the Jedi came out, I got like this little stuffed wicked Ewok doll. That was my teddy bear. Yes, I was a little old to have a teddy bear at that point that I slept with, but I did it anyway. And I loved that thing. Thing got ratty, but I loved it. And I never put two and two together that Ewoks eat people. Think on that, man. That's a little scary. It's weird at the very least, and a little unsettling. But anyway, uh, I still love the Ewoks. You know, that's one of the big debates. Like, everyone hates the Ewoks in the third movie. But you know what? I still freaking love them. I like I like Wicked. Wicked's a good dude. He's a good dude. They help you win an intergalactic civil war. You gotta like the Ewoks. As long as they're not hungry, just watch your step. That's all I'm saying. And lastly, there are a bunch of May the 4th Be With You specials to be watching out for. I talked about that earlier. Lego, uh, Hasbro, you got all sorts of stuff coming out. Adidas, there's tons of retailers that have lots of special stuff coming out for May the 4th. But perhaps one of the most anticipated comic events is War of the Bounty Hunters that will tell the story of Boba Fett on the hunt for the carbon-frozen Han Solo, which is set after the Empire Strikes Back and before the return of the Jedi. This is set to be a pretty epic crossover event for Marvel Comics and goes on sale on May 5th, the day after May the 4th. So you get hyped for it on May 4th. You watch the uh, the premiere of The Bad Batch the next day. You still got your Star Wars chub on. You go out Revenge of the, si- the 5th. <laughs> and you go buy your comic. I'm going to be in line at the local comic book shop. I wasn't even a comic book guy for a long time. Just only recently last year have I started getting into this. There's some great stories. Uh, I think actually about maybe a little more than a year ago. Started reading some of the Vader comics. They're good, man. There's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of good storytelling. And by the way, Charles Soule, who did a run of the Vader comics, and, and I just loved the story he told with his Vader run, he's doing this one, War of the Bounty Hunters. So get into it. He also wrote the first book for the new initiative for um, Star Wars Publishing or Lucasfilm Publishing, and that is the uh, the the uh, High Republic era. He wrote that first book, The Light of the Jedi. It's well known. I'm not a huge fan of that story, but I think he had his marching orders, and he did it as well as he could. But he's great with the comics. I think it'll be great with another uh, book. I can't wait to see what he does in his next outing for one of the books. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, I am so focused on War of the Bounty Hunters. Guys, it's Boba Fett at war with bounty hunters because someone has stolen his Han Solo statue, the carbon-frozen Han Solo. This sets things up to be great. Apparently, Dr. Aphra's in it, too. So if you like Dr. Aphra from the uh, the comics or you got the book that you checked out before, 
I mean, it's going to be a fun crossover event. This is going to be good stuff, guys. Again, I recognize it's just me kind of rapping here solo with you guys. Uh, hopefully things will change next week. We'll be better situation. I won't be just here alone. I'll have someone to bounce some ideas off of, get some some takes from some hot takes from Jake. He'll be on location at that point, but we're still hoping to do the show. So it should be a good time. This is a shorter than uh, usual show. Last week I was able to go about a half hour, but I'll be honest with you. I've been gone. I've been working all weekend. I'm recording this late Sunday night. I'm tired. I had to do some more work. So this is all the show I got for you. I'm sorry if that's it. It's all the show. It's all I can put. It's all I can muster. This is it. But there's a lot of great stuff coming. And I guarantee you we're going to have some really great discussions going on once we get more information on The Bad Batch, once that premiere hits. As more information breaks on these upcoming shows, there's so much Star Wars content that is coming down the pipeline at this point. There's a lot of excitement building. And fans... You feel it. The energy's there. We're going to have a great time. If you've got some topics you want us to take on, I would love to do it with you. Just go ahead and let us know. And uh, always make sure you join us every week with new episodes of The Force Geeks, a Star Wars podcast dropping every Monday usually anyway on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast from, just about, I think you're going to find us there. I've been searching around, looking at all the sites. We're on Audible. Uh, we're on Amazon. You can find us there as well. So wherever you catch your podcast from, hit us up, man. Tell your friends, too. We could use the love. And we're also very ready to interact with you. Paul, you listen every week. We appreciate you. You're out there always interacting on the site and everything. I'd love to have some conversations and really, truly build a community here, guys, because I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan, but I bet some of you are even bigger Star Wars fans. You could teach me a thing or two, and let's have some fun with those discussions. So please feel free to hit us up with your emails at theforcegeeks at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, so follow us at theforcegeeks. And on Facebook, uh, just search The Force Geeks. We're also on Instagram, at theforcegeeks. And we're posting away with our favorite memes and news items of the day. You can also check out The Force Geeks, a Star Wars podcast listener group on Facebook. Maybe I'll drop the uh, Hot 104 cast for you, Mark. I'll do it there. A little nod to my fraternity brother. Flounder is what we call him. Yeah, we had a, we had a guy named Flounder. Mark, you're a great dude. Appreciate the support. Hoagie, you too, if you're listening. Uh, but uh, as a, a former radio DJ, I used to <laughs> work for a station that no longer exists anymore. It was called Hot 104, and I'd get it via the, uh, the Hot 104 cast. So anyway, uh, a little nod to my friends who are supporting. Again, hit us up on the social media platforms. You can join us uh, in the community. Drop your interesting thoughts, your conversations, your memes, your news items to share in the community there. So share, like, and follow. And remember, if you don't follow the Force Geeks and you're looking for your Star Wars in Alderaan places, my friends, we'll talk to you soon. And may the Force be with you always. (laughs) 